Welcome to the Jaguar Podcast, a show where we discuss all things related to Duval County's finest NFL football team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval, baby! What's up, everybody? It's Andrew from the Jaguar Podcast, and today I have special guest, former Jaguars offensive lineman Maurice Williams. Maurice played for the Jaguars from 2001 to 2009. He was drafted by the Jaguars in the second round, 43rd overall pick out of Michigan. Maurice is also the team chaplain for the Jags with Athletes in Action and is the head football coach at Providence High School in Jacksonville, Florida. Give it up for the great Maurice Williams. Maurice, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good. Uh, thanks for having me on, Andrew. Yeah, no problem. Uh, really appreciate it. And uh, Maurice, you know, you played at, at University of Michigan during your college career. And as a freshman uh, in 1997, you guys won the national championship. And that was your first year there. How was that? Um, it was an amazing experience. I'm just right out of high school to um, – have a chance to be a part of a, a, a special run that Michigan had that year to go on and play Washington State in, in the um, Rose Bowl and uh, have a um, part of the national championship. There's uh, always the argument was whether we was the outright national champions because we split with Nebraska that year. But this overall is a special year. Had a chance to play with um, Charles Woodson, Brian Greasy, and uh, Tom Brady was the backup. And so just coming right out of high school, man, we had a just a tremendous experience uh, having a chance to be a part of a, a very special program. Yeah, I mean, speaking of that, right, like you just mentioned the GOAT, Tom Brady. Uh, what was it like playing alongside him, and uh, did you witness the greatness early on? Yeah, he definitely was a, a, a great college quarterback and, uh, and leader. I think nobody had the crystal ball that really can say that he's, he would be described as the GOAT um, after he finished his NFL career. But he's a, he always had a, a great command of the huddle. And um, you felt like when he was in charge that he was he was he you were confident that he was going to do what was necessary for us to win the game. And so um, I always look back on those experiences. And he was a he was a fun guy to be around. You wanted to play with you wanted to block for him. You wanted to play hard for him. And um, and it's one of the qualities that you look for in a, in a quarterback. Yeah, definitely. And then I guess, you know, right now, University of Michigan is real hot. If you join against Alabama. I'm sure you're pretty excited about that as well. I am. I'm uh, super excited. It, was, it made my holidays fun just for them to actually um, to go and beat Alabama, which pretty much none of the country gave them a lot of um, chances to win that game. It felt like Nick Saban had their car for many years, and it was. Uh, I thought they played the, it was probably one of the best defensive performances I've seen Michigan have in a long time. And offensively, they they found their rhythm and went on to win that game. But it's uh, it's good. To, it's, it's always good when Big Blue is up there doing well, and just as a a former alumni, just um, if you, you want to see your team do well, and, and if they've done well through all the, a lot of ups and downs this year, and I think they're proving to everybody that they are a legitimate um, national championship contender. Maurice, you played for the Jaguars under two really great coaches. You know, you started off under Tom Coughlin, and then uh, you know you played under Jack Del Rio as well. Um, had some nice runs there to the playoffs. Uh, what was it like playing for those two coaches and what'd you learn as both a player and a coach? Oh, wow. Two, um, two great coaches, two different personalities. Um, Coughlin was a, um, I was a rookie coming in. He was, he, I think that was before he got to New York and, um, he had a very, 
stern command of the ship, but he um you understood what what he wanted here he, he um, called for excellence in everything you do as far as how you show up to meetings and everything and um it's really i think my approach from that kind of set the uh, the foundation of what my approach needs to be in the league from there on um but Coughlin was a great coach to play play for unfortunately, I think I came in right on the years the Jaguars were just coming off their hot streak and uh, then del Rio came in and um was described as a player's coach and um in a lot of ways he was that he's a former player and he um, really connected well with the players and and we got hot under him and was able to to hit a couple of playoffs back to back and um and just playing for the both of them just just understanding just the approach to not only the game but just the, the approach and the discipline you need in life um to excel on and off the field and both of those coaches uh, both men of faith and um you you gather those things from them just watching their leadership Yep, I definitely agree. And you were also, you know, the chaplain for the Jaguars. What drew you to that initially? Yeah, it's um really when I got done, I, was, I started following my passion, and um I really I took a year off to just really enjoy family, and and then I joined uh, my church's um Bible school, and this really it was during that time that I started developing a, a more of a passion for ministry. I started with my foundation, doing some things here in the city which really was kind of the, the, the launching path for me to kind of do more and to get in front of people to start sharing my, my story a little bit more, how God really um, is involved in that story. And so um, I guess just not dragging the story out too long. I just really, I found a niche and just really um, discovered my passion, discovered part of my purpose is in, in sports ministry. So also a high school football coach. And uh, so just seeing how, how does Christ, um, how does he mix in in this in this world of uh, sports and faith? And I'm um, having some some great opportunities to do that as a chaplain, as a football coach, and just really. Um, and what I love about the faith is that it really helps with um with character. It really helps with on um, discipline. And um, when you look at your, when I know when I look at my football team, and it just um, you you value um having spaces where you can share your faith because it's it's, it's not only just helping to keep everybody else accountable but it's also maturing us along the process and and the, with the platform that these athletes and coaches have um being able to deal with the pressures of life um being able to um intertwine your your faith in, a, in the middle of all that really brings a lot of peace and able to help you to operate in some really tough environments but also can help you um know how to navigate when you are victorious like the jaguars have been the past season yeah i definitely agree and i think like you said definitely helps uh build character and probably helps you a lot uh as a as a coach i i noticed that you know when you were with the jaguars you uh, you did play guard and tackle um you see now with the jaguars they kind of made some changes with walker little i was just curious because i i played offensive line as well in high school what's the learning curve for that is that is that a big learning curve or transition in the pros uh, not as yes and no it's, it's two different beasts um, the tackle, you are you're working with speed guys coming off the edge, and for me, it would have been like Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis, Jason Taylor. Um, those are the guys I would have had to block you know, coming off of the edge. But then you go down to guard, and now you have to block bigger guys who are not as fast. So fast blocking is a little bit easier, but now you're going against some bigger bodies, and so you your your technique changes up a little bit. Actually, going from tackle to guard, it seemed like it slowed down a little bit. And um, because I didn't have to deal with the guys who could run the four fours, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> also, and now I had to deal with guys that are 360 pounds that had just a tons of power. 
and uh, so it's, it's two different two different things, but but they the techniques they they cross over. Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine the footwork too with tackle plan tackle having to work with maybe some guys like you said that are a little faster on the outside as opposed to you know like you said playing guard inside where you're dealing with the the nose tackles and the big D, interior D linemen where it's more like strength battles. So yeah. Was, I remember my first year at guard. One of my, my, my I'm say my fondest memory was um, playing against Chris Jenkins. He was playing for the Jets at the time. I think Chris probably was around. He he definitely was over 340, probably plus. And uh, you know, pass block, and I got my hands on him real quick. And uh, I remember he was bull rushing me. He was like, "Get out of my way, little man." Because <laughs> at the time, he had about he had about 40 pounds on me. So it was a it's a difference when you're going against somebody of that size who's just as strong, maybe a little bit stronger than you. So you, you gotta, you gotta battle when, if you don't have the weight that you normally, that a normally a guard would have in the league. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I was just curious as well. You guys had those playoff runs, uh, you know, with Del Rio. Um, what was your favorite moment as a Jaguar? Um, a lot of them, um, I always go back to, um, that win in Pittsburgh was pretty special. Um, heading up to, um, we'll play later on. We'll go play the, the Patriots the next week. Uh, just um, the game on the line and and uh, David Garrard, we had to have a, a first down. I think it was like fourth and whatever. And just um, I remember the offensive line, we was like, hey, look, we're going to do whatever it takes for us to get this first down and, and to get that first down and go on the field of victory. That was um, pretty special. Uh, just beating Pittsburgh in general is just always special because that's a, just a fun team to whoop up on. But in general, <laughs> I always always look back at that particular victory as being uh, one of those special moments in my career. Uh, of course, I always go back to my first NFL game where it's just where it's just like, man, this is chaotic. I've never even watched an NFL game in person, and um, now I'm playing in one. So it's, um, I go back. I have a lot of just fond memories, um, a lot of challenging memories as well, but also um, enjoy the moments that I have just playing with guys like Fred Taylor, who's up for the Hall of Fame right now. I'm really excited excited about his opportunity to be in there. And uh, even coming in playing with Paselli. so it's um I look back, I have some really great memories playing for Jacksonville, and of course now this um I have the opportunity just to, to help with the um spiritual development of, of the players and character, and it's a uh, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, I mean I agree as a, as a fan, the Pittsburgh wins the wins rather plural have been just uh, amazing. Uh, I had your uh, your teammate on Paul Spicer, and uh, he he also said the same thing. He said that. Uh, you know, that Pittsburgh win was amazing. Fred Taylor, or he's up for the, the Hall of Fame. What was it like playing with him? And like, you know, was he a, a big, you know, leader in the in the huddle or, you know, on the team? Absolutely was a leader. Yeah, um, Fred wasn't the most vocal, but when he needed to be, he would. Um, but he is a guy who definitely led by the way he played and the way he approached the game. And um, again, this one of those special players that he can, he can cut back almost at at any point, any point, he's the he's the beauty of why the zone blocking is such a um a wonderful blocking too. When you have a special back like him, and um he was just a great teammate to play for and to to be, and to be around. He, I remember um we was playing Philadelphia Eagles. I think he hit like a 65 yard uh, touchdown run, but he looked back and I had I guess I got a little too happy about my block and I got a holding call. And I was like, dang it! And uh, Fred came up to me. He was like, it's all right, Mo, it's on tape. <laughs> so he just a it's a cool dude to play play for, and um, I'm excited because um, about what's going to happen with him here soon. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited as well. He's definitely one of you know 
my favorite running backs to watch. Amazing cut. I mean, he could do it all, run north, south, east, west, could catch too. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping he gets in, and it would be nice to see the second Jaguar uh, to go into the Hall of Fame. You know, you are the, the head coach uh, at Providence High School in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, congrats to you on your winning season, uh, first year as the head coach. What drew you to that as well, like to get into to, to coaching, and how has that, how's that been? Uh, again, that was probably one of my passion areas. Um, probably several years ago when Baselli was coaching over here, and I know Brunel's coached here as well. And um, Baselli asked me to come help him with the old offensive line. And I helped him for about a year and got a taste of coaching. So then I went on to be the offensive line coach here for two to three seasons. And so I just um, really enjoyed this um, coaching. Getting You still using all these X's and O's that are in my head that don't go away. And um, I, was, I was coaching under Jeff Cobb, who did a tremendous job here. And unfortunately, the team moved in a different direction. And um, if, I guess four years later, I had the opportunity to, um, to come back and to, and as a head coach. And um, it's been a great opportunity because not only I get to to coach, I get to help lead my my sons and nephews are part of the team, and so this is um it's a it's a cool process just to kind of see their development and just really um having the opportunity to just continue to supporting young men and just um really helping to um just raise up leaders and that's that's part of my assignment I really feel like and um but winning the football games this this past season was special I know we would have had a historic win versus University Christian. And then um, also had a chance to to win a playoff game. We lost by three, so that sat with me for about two or three uh, three weeks. Man, like could have could have made a couple of different calls, but I'm excited about the in the direction that our our program is going here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's great. And again, congratulations on the you know the winning season and getting to the playoffs. Um, I think it's also great watching a lot of the you know ex Jaguar players like like you said Brunel and Baselli get in there and coach and help build you know the the young men on the, on the team and and help develop their character and skills. Um, I also was was doing a little research into your coaching staff and I noticed that uh, you have you know some ex Jaguar players that help out uh, Donovan Darius Double D uh, him were, uh, being the defensive backs coach so. That's great. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure all your defensive backs are are super physical and can hit pretty hard, like he like he uh, he did when yeah. he played in Jacksonville, and uh, I guess Reggie Hayward and, and fullback Greg Jones as well. Yeah, we have, we've been blessed with a tremendous staff, um, and this we have um opportunity just with guys like Greg and and Double D, Joe Zelinka. Uh, man, we just we we had Hunter lose not Hunter lose Chris Chris lose our last year. And I'm just I'm just looking at this um the, the former Jags that we've we've had involved with our program has been pretty special. The kids are getting top notch coaching, and this um sometimes we have to make sure we water it down and keep it on the on the high school level. Um, but guys like Donovan has been great for the kids, and he brings the intensity, um, both on the field and off the field. You know, I have these guys on um on 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 Zoom, we have them there for about an hour meeting, making sure they understand their their alignment, assignment, and techniques. Um, but we've really been blessed with uh, guys who are passionate about the game, and um, and it's an opportunity for them to coach their sons as well. And so it's um it's 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 fun being able to as teammates come in a different different um I say different arena, but a different uh, side of life, and actually have an impact on a on a school and a in a football program. So I'm excited this um, that God's kind of given us the opportunity to all come back and work together. Yeah, that makes, that's great, and really excited to see you know what you guys do next year. Um, 
You know, to close out, Maurice, I, I asked this question a lot to uh, some of the you know former Jags players or current Jags players that I have on the podcast. Uh, uh, do you have any advice or what is your advice rather for any aspiring athletes that want to play football in the pros? Um, it's one step at a time. And um, well, no matter what you do, you have to approach it with excellence. Um, so if, for young guys who are looking to possibly play in the league one day, first first off, you have to do you have to do well in your academics. And this, um, it's unfortunate that uh, the colleges will show up, and oftentimes they, they like players, but they can't recruit them because they don't have the grades. And so it starts with academics, and then and then I'll say it starts with character. And then when, you, when it comes to this game of football, you have to show that you have an acumen for the game, that it shows that you know how to approach it right. You over, overcome adversity. You know how to, to – you're tough on the field. And you just stand out from the crowd. And so – and to do all those things, you have to put in the work and you have to be willing to do what others are not, not willing to do. And so those, that would be my foundation. And then um, if, if, if that's your foundation, you do well in those three areas and your academic character and then your, and your play on the field. Now you've set yourself – um, as out and, and colleges will start to look at look for you to bring you on to their their schools and give you another opportunity to continue to pursue your dream. Well, I think that's great advice, Maurice. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to come on the show. Really appreciate it. You're really gracious with your time. Hope you had a happy new year, and uh, I wish uh, the best to you and your family, and also to uh, the team over there at Providence High School. All right, happy new year, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. I'll look, catch up with you soon. <laughs> Thanks. Take care. This episode is available on the Jaguar podcast YouTube channel. So if you stop by, make sure to subscribe and give this video a like. Also, these episodes are available on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and other major podcast distributors as well. So if you don't mind, please leave me a review and some feedback. I'd really appreciate that. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, my Twitter handle is at Jaguar Podcast. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. This is Andrew signing off. Cheers.